Hey, while you're grabbing a seat, um, welcome at every campus. A lot of new faces uh, over the next couple of months as school gets back in session, as classes are starting back and football's starting back up. And Thank you, bro. And everything's getting rolling again. A lot of new faces are coming through, so I want to say officially welcome to Fuse on behalf of all of your Fuse pastors and Fuse staff and volunteers. We're so happy that you're here. I got a couple of announcements I need to make, okay? These are just like housekeeping things. These are things to just let you know what's coming up. Number one, on every campus, we are selling these t-shirts next week. If you want to get a brand new Fuse t-shirt back to school, we do like small batch orders, so not everybody gets one. You got to come early. You got to have 15 bucks. You can get a shirt, okay? Number two, I wrote all this stuff down. Um, next week, Pastor Meredith Knox is going to be preaching, and so listen... This isn't like, this is like every week you should bring something to write on, but specifically, we're doing something next week, and you're going to need something to write down on. I would say a phone is fine, and a phone is fine, but if you're like me, it's easy to get distracted and click through and swipe through and look through other things when you have your phone. So bring like a sheet of paper and a pen to write something down on next week. Every campus, follow us on Instagram. We'll remind you. We'll shoot you a reminder on Insta story or something like that to let you know. Okay, number three. We only have three weeks left to Fuse, including tonight, before we launch middle school and high school Fuse here in just a few weeks. Everybody's excited about it. It's awesome. So I need you in whatever room you're on. And so some of this at your campus may be a little bit different, like time and place and whenever you're going to be meeting and stuff. So make sure you get your info from your Fuse pastor. But the heart behind that is very simple. We want to give you the best environment possible to be discipled in the ways of following Jesus. And so sometimes when you're 17, 18 years old and you're booed up, you got a girl, you got a boy, you're thinking about real people things in life, like there's some grown-up questions you need to be asking. And we know that because a lot of you are asking some real grown-up questions in life. But then there's some of you, you're 12, you're 11, 12, 13 years old, you're just figuring out a couple of things about life, and it's not our job to introduce you to things that you have no business thinking about yet. And so we're not going to sacrifice our ability to disciple young people in the best way possible and not be able to talk about the things we need to talk about in both spaces, in both ways. We believe the best way to do that is we're going to have middle school fuse on Sunday afternoons in most places that may be different at your campus. You'll need to check. And the reason we're going to do that is you are going to learn to um, have fun and love the presence of God and interact with each other. And you're going to have leaders asking questions and talking. We're going to build your social skills as you follow Jesus. When you come here on high school night, we're going to drink coffee and sing a lot of songs, and we're going to get deep in the Word of God, and we're going to have a blast, all right? And then our job and our heart is to graduate you all out into whatever the next season of life is, and for you to all be studs in Jesus' name. Say amen. amen. Okay, I got one more thing, um, and this is like a personal thing. If you're new, just like hold on a sec, but look, we're launching Middle School Fuse at every campus. You know this, but what that's going to require is an extra band at every campus which means like an extra, a bunch of new musicians, a bunch of new worship leaders, a bunch of new singers, a bunch of new guitar players and drummers and keyboard players and all that sort of stuff. So what I'm saying is we want you guys to help. If you like music, if you play an instrument, if you like to sing, if you like to you know, play guitar or drums or whatever and you wanna learn how you can get in the band and help out, we wanna help you. We wanna find your gift, find your talent, treat it appropriately, build that skill set and help get you involved in worship. And we need a lot of people involved, period. And so you need to talk to your Fuse pastor about whether or not you're ready to get plugged in. Here's a good filter. If you don't know who your Fuse pastor is, you're not ready, and the answer's no. That's not a joke, because we're not putting you on stage. Our, our goal is not to put you on stage in front of anybody. Our goal is to find what gift the Holy Spirit has put in you that you can use to serve your church and your community. And we need help. We got leaders in here. We're training you up to lead. We got 
future doctors and future, you know, all sorts of amazing people. We also have future worship leaders, people who are gifted to lead the church in worship, and we want to help serve that gift. So find your fuse pastor and tell them, I can sing like an angel. You have no idea. They call me the songbird of my generation. You need to let me rip. Anyway, that's a stupid joke. Okay, grab a Bible. Let's go. I want to show you a BuzzFeed article. If you don't know what BuzzFeed is, don't. Most of their stuff is trash. But look at this. This is an article we read on BuzzFeed. There are sounds, maybe some of you guys know this, maybe you've seen this kind of go around or you've, you know, heard the yanny or whatever the other thing was. Like, what was it? Laurel and yanny, yeah. I don't know what it was, but so that thing, the, the answer is it's both, right? It's both because depending on what frequency you can hear, it makes one sound in a higher frequency and another sound in a lower frequency. So if you're hearing a certain sound, it's because you, you, it is inaudible to you, meaning you cannot hear certain frequencies. A lot of that is, as a young person, your ears are awesome. You can hear things well. You haven't ruined them with loud rock and roll music or loud hip-hop in your car turned all the way up to 1,000, you know? And so this is not just true, though, physically. This is not just true physically that there's things. You guys can pull that article down. This is not just true physically that there's things that you can experience and hear when you're a young kid that you can't as you grow up. This is also true spiritually. This is true in life. This is true about the kingdom of God. And so if you have a Bible, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 18. I'm going to take a sip of water, and then we're going to read a couple of passages of Scripture. Did you hear that? Was that like really weird? Sorry, I won't do it again. Okay. Wow. All right. Matthew chapter 18. And I want to say this. I'm going to remind us. If you don't have a Bible, we'll give you one. But you need to bring a Bible to fuse. Period. In a discussion. Um, if you don't have a notebook, we'll buy you a notebook. Your fuse group leader will buy you a notebook. They may not be, they may not have a lot of money, but if you're in high school, you have no money. And so we have some money. We can buy you a notebook. We'll buy you a notebook. But listen, it's because we want you to write stuff down. A dull pencil is better than a sharp mind. If you write it down, you'll remember it. If you write it down, you can go back and reference it. You can write down the date. Today is August the something, something, I don't know, 14th. You can write down August 14th, 2019, and the three or four things that I learned tonight at Fuse. And I know this because I have journals from high school when I was sitting in this auditorium in Anderson listening to people preach to me and I would write things down and now I can go back and I can look and I can go, wow, here's what I was learning 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And it's really awesome. It's cool to see how God's answered your prayers over time, which is a big part of what we're gonna be talking about tonight. So write things down when you come to Fuse. Bring a Bible when you come to Fuse. Matthew chapter 18. This is Jesus and his disciples. Verse one, let's read this. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, now his disciples were young men, probably teenagers, um, and that's why they're asking a question as stupid as the question they're asking, okay? No offense to any of you teenagers, I didn't call you stupid, I called the disciples stupid. Some of the questions they asked were very stupid, like this one. You're asking Jesus, by the way. Jesus, who's the greatest in the kingdom? Like, who's the greatest? You know, if you've ever played basketball, like pick up basketball at a YMCA in your town, or you've ever been around like conversation, this kind of goes around. Hey, who's the best? Like who's the best in the gym right now? Who's the best at like a certain high school in town? Who's the best in the count? Like, but who's the best? And the disciples are going, Jesus, who's the greatest 
in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus, who was the best teacher ever, always captivated everybody, always grabbed everybody's attention, he brings to him a child. And he puts him in the midst of him. He says this, truly I say to you, unless you turn, you disciples, young people, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child, that's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And like most things that Jesus taught, when he taught them, it kind of left his disciples being like, oh, what? You know, like we read them, we're like, oh man, that's deep. There's no way that's how his disciples would have heard that. They would have heard that and gone like, what? What are you talking about, you know? But Jesus is getting at the point and he's starting to teach this, that the kingdom of heaven is not like kingdoms of this world. It's not a kingdom built on power. It's not a kingdom built on forcing your way. It's not a kingdom based on being the biggest, strongest, fastest, baddest dude or dudette around and kind of forcing your way in the world. It's a kingdom based off humility, based off service, based off of humbling yourself a lot like a child. And so Jesus is saying here, look, there's some things where y'all need to grow up. But not everything requires you growing up. In fact, some things, y'all need to grow down. Some stuff, y'all need to quit growing up so much and go back to being a child. And so we get to this idea of, of prayer. In uh, Matthew chapter 7, we're going to get at it in a minute. But I just want to let you know that Jesus right here is making it abundantly clear that in this season of life for a lot of you, as you're going to be tempted to um, engage in conversations, engage in situations, engage in dialogue and, and, and things of this world that are grown, that are going to make you want to feel like you're grown or you're kind of growing up or getting to the next level, I want to encourage a lot of you, there are some things where you need to remain and stay and even revert back to a child. Because there are some things that you cannot experience, both physically with your ears, but spiritually in the kingdom of heaven, unless you experience them like a child. That's why some of our moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas are 60, 70, 80 years old, stuck in their ways. And it's harder for them to engage and experience the things of God. Not because God can't talk to old people or save old people, but because Jesus is saying, you have to come humbly like a child if you want to receive some of these things in the kingdom. And so as we talk about prayer, we have to talk about prayer like children, which is funny. And I can teach this a little bit better now because I have children. If anybody around you, if any of your fuse group leaders or any of your mom and dads, any of you have like young brothers and sisters, children are crazy. They're hilarious. Like they literally used to have a show. I don't know if it's still around. They think they tried to make a remake. I don't know if it worked or not. But say kids say the darndest things. Y'all ever heard of this show? All right, if not, go on YouTube and look at some clips of this old show. It's hilarious. And they would get these kids up, these sassy little kids, and they'd ask them questions. These kids would fire away answers, and it's hilarious because they're kids. That's what Jesus is getting at here. And so we're going to read this verse of Scripture, and then we've got three points, and we're going to activate this a little bit. Because our heart here at Fuse is not just to teach you things, it's to show you things. It's not just to tell you about stuff, it's to tell you and then do things. So we're going to talk about prayer, and then we're going to pray a little bit. Everybody at every campus is going to pray a little bit. I don't pray, I'm not good at it. Nah, that's why we're doing it, so we can get better at it. All right, so here we go. Matthew chapter seven, turn over to, uh, stay in the book of Matthew, turn over to chapter seven real fast. Let me read a couple of verses of scripture with you and then we'll pray a bit. Here we go. Chapter seven, this is Jesus in one of his main teachings. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek 
and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? And he goes into this silly thing where he's like, Man, y'all, don't, y'all are silly people and you don't know how to give good gifts. So quit thinking God's going to answer your prayer with a bad answer. So three things real fast. If you're taking notes, write this down. Then we're going to pray a little bit. Number one, when it comes to prayer, you and I have got to ask like a child. We've got to ask God for things like a child. Now, let me tell you how children ask for things. Children ask for things with no context or concept for whether or not it's appropriate to ask for things. Give you an example. Um, I'm not a great dad. I'm a pretty good dad. Uh, I don't do the most like healthy, nutritious breakfast, but we do okay. All right, frozen blueberry waffles pretty much every day is what it is. But we're working through it. Any of y'all still eating frozen blueberry waffles every day before school? All right, that ain't it. You need to grow up a little bit. We're talking about staying like a child, but that ain't it. All right, here we go. So here's what happens some mornings, okay? Not so much now because I've kind of shamed him out of this, but I wake my son up. His clock turn. I got a little clock in his room. When it turns green, he can get out of bed. So his clock will turn green. He'll get out of bed. He'll come out. I'm downstairs reading my Bible. And, you know, some mornings early on, he'll come downstairs. He'll go, all right, Daddy, I'm hungry for breakfast. I'm like, all right, what do you want for breakfast? A popsicle. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I mean, <laughs> I get it, okay, but no. I'm like, dude, we don't, we, you know, and I'm trying, you know, you know how you, you can tell you're in a bad way when you start trying to have a conversation like reason with a little kid, you know? So I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm, I, you know, I love you, but, you know, popsicles, a lot of sugar in them. They're for, you know, it's like December. They're for summer, and so we'll just, we'll just eat them in the summer, and we'll eat them later. And he's like, oh, I got it, yeah. Can I have a popsicle for breakfast? You're like, no, buddy, you can't, you can't have a popsicle. But the point is this. As a child, he doesn't care. He doesn't know. And I would be willing to bet, because I know this is part of my journey, there are some of you who you would think about asking God some questions, but then you get embarrassed because you're like, well, what if I'm not supposed to ask that? And all of a sudden, when we come to a moment of prayer, instead of asking and approaching God like children, we go, you know what, maybe I'm just supposed to be sick. I don't know. I know I read in the Bible and God likes to heal people in the Bible, but I don't know, I just feel like I'm probably just gonna, supposed to be like this forever. I don't want to ask God. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. If you want to receive answers to your prayers, you have to ask like children who ask horrible questions with no concept. I'll never forget when my son gets out of the shower one day and I'm wrapping him up and he goes, this is is inappropriate, okay? But I just got to say, it's from little kid's mouth that has no concept. He goes, "Um, I can't say that. I can't say what he said, but it was something silly and vulgar about a human body, okay? And I remember being like, dude, what are you talking about? Where did you learn this and what are you talking about, right? I did a good job right there, holding my tongue. Thank you, God. Love you. Love you, God. Jesus Christ, I love you, God. Anyway. But I just remember thinking, I'm like, how do kids come up with this stuff? Like, what is this? And Jesus is getting at this in prayer. He's saying, no, seriously, some of you, some of you show up and you meet with God, you read your Bibles, you kind of get a little faith going, and then you're like, man, I guess mom and dad are just going to get, they're just going to end up divorced. And you're like, you just kind of feel this pull in your heart. You're like, man, I know I should ask for this. I know I should actually ask this, but a lot of people end up getting divorced. We'll probably be okay. We'll work through it. So I'm just, I'm not really going to ask for it. Because if I ask, 
and then it doesn't happen. I get my hopes up, then I get my heart broke, and then I'll just get in a cycle. So I'm just not gonna ask. Children don't even think about that. They're like, Daddy, I want a popsicle for breakfast. On a serious note, all joking aside, some of you need to find a place in your heart where you're brave enough to actually ask God for some things. I'm saying that thing where when you find two minutes before you get in the car to go to school here in a couple of weeks, and you bow your head and you close your eyes, you're sitting there in your car as you pull in the parking lot at school, and you're like, okay, God, I'm going to try to pray for a minute. And immediately something just pops up in your belly, like something in your soul. You're like, God, you know what? I want somebody at my lunch table today to ask me about Jesus. But nah, because then if they do, then I got to tell them about Jesus. So no, nah, I'm not going to do that. So God, let's, man, God, let today be awesome. Amen. Let's go to school, man. Today's going to rule. No, come on. I'm asking you to do this. Let's ask God like children. Because there's some things that we won't get in the kingdom of God unless we come to God like a child. So here's what we're going to do. Josh, why don't you come up here and play keys. Everybody get out, um, get out a notebook if you have it or a pen. If you don't, then just grab your phone and open up like the notes app or a new text message to send to yourself or something, something like that, okay? Take some personal notes. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put two minutes on the clock at every campus. We're going to ask God for some things. Let me tell you how this works. Whatever in your life you want God to do, I want you to ask that for the next two minutes. If you need to write it down, it'd be great. It helps when you see it, when your eyes see the words that your hand wrote, because when you see your heart actually pour out on a piece of paper and you go, I actually do want this sickness gone from my body. I actually do really want God to heal my mom and dad's marriage. I actually really do want my brother and I to have a good relationship. I actually really do want to be a good girlfriend. I actually really do want to have a pure high school career so I don't have regret when I graduate. I actually really do want whatever it is that's in your heart. We're gonna take two minutes on the clock, write some things down that you want God to do for you. Let's ask like a child. So let's go, two minutes.
All right. So hopefully you wrote some stuff down. If you're still writing, you got like a ton of stuff you're asking for. You keep writing some, some stuff down. But the second thing that was in this verse that Jesus hits in Matthew chapter 7 is, after you ask, seek. So the second thing I want you to write down is, we've got to learn to seek like a child. Now, my oldest son is three. They call them three-nagers because it's like they're, they think they're a teenager, but they have nothing in common with teenagers, okay? Um, so they, my son does this awesome thing now, though, where we'll sit down, and I've trained him, right? Because you have to, um, a lot of you, like if you're like 11, 12 years old, you're like, you get in a, a group circle, like, hey, what are you guys talking about? And you're like, nothing. What do people talk about, right? It's kind of awkward. And so you kind of have to learn to talk about stuff. And so especially when you're three, and when you're three, when you're a child, like you don't know how to, not only do you not know words, so you have to learn words, you have to learn what words do, you have to learn how to communicate, all this sort of thing, but you also have to teach people to be interested in other people, right? We're all like naturally selfish, and so, and I had to learn this, like I, I would love to get into a conversation and just talk about me, which is selfish and silly and stupid, and some of you do that now, and you'll grow out of it, hopefully, so just like learn how to be better at that, but what happens is little kids, they don't have a concept for the world around them. So I have to train my son. So what I say is, okay, buddy, when we get to dinner time and we sit down at dinner, you got to tell me about your day. How was your day? And every day it's the same thing. I don't know. Okay, let's think about it. What'd you do when you woke up this morning? I had breakfast, daddy. Okay, and then what? I don't know. Okay, well, then we went to the gym, right? Yeah, yeah, we went to the gym. That's good. Okay, and then what do we do? I don't know. Okay, well, then we came home. Your little brother took a nap, and you played with cars. Yeah, I played with cars. Okay, so we're walking him through it. Well, after we've done that for several months, now he does this really cool thing where we'll sit down at dinner, and he'll look at my wife, or he'll look at me, and he'll go, hey, what do you want to talk about, Daddy? They didn't really know what he's asking. But it's funny. It's cool. It's cute, right? He's saying, like, what, what, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? And I'll be like, I don't know, what do you want to talk about? And he'll go, I don't know, what do you want to talk about? And we'll do this silly thing, or we'll go back and forth for a long time, and it's really funny. But I just, I want to ask you this. Um, does it ever feel like, and maybe this is not you, and maybe it's not the season you're in, but does it ever feel like God's just not interested in you? So many times in my prayers, and this is so funny, I'm growing in this, I'm learning in this, I would get so discouraged, I get so disappointed in things because I would pray something and I just felt like, man, God's not even listening to this. Like nothing is, how, why are people even telling me to pray? Like God doesn't listen. God's not real. Prayer doesn't work. Like it's not working. God's not interested. And what I found out is that's not even close to true. But here's what is true. A lot of times God's not interested in the stuff you're interested in. Hang on, that sounds mean, but it's not. The Bible says that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. That God thinks about stuff that's higher. So here's a great example, young ladies. You're a beautiful young lady. You have a great family. You got a good future. You got your head on straight. You're making some good things, all right? So like you're, you hit 13, 14, 15 years old, and there's a super cute boy. And you're like, man, all right, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna get into high school with a good boyfriend. I'm gonna go in. I'm not gonna be lonely. I'm gonna go great. It's gonna be great. First day, got a good boyfriend. It's gonna be go, okay? So it's like all summer. God, I'm just ready. Just help him notice me, God. I'll do the work. Just help him notice me. Help him see me. Help him wanna call me or wanna ask me out or something. Just like help him notice me. All summer, it's like, this cat don't notice you nothing. All right, you might as well be like a, you know, it just is what it is. You might as well be invisible around him. You're like, God, why don't you notice me? And then you think, man, God just doesn't like me. God's not interested in me. And God's like, no, 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 I made sure he didn't notice you because that dude's a loser. And so what happens is when we don't get an answer to our prayer, when we don't get 
an answer to our question. We just assume, oh, well, God's not interested in me. Well, no, no, no. God's so interested in you, a lot of times he's not interested in those things you're interested in. So what happens in order to learn to seek like a child is we've got to learn to go to God in prayer and go, okay, I know the things that I'm asking you for, God, but what do you want to talk about? Think about this. Think about prayer as a conversation. It's less like you just telling God all the things he already knows and more like you and your Father in heaven engaging in a conversation. The devil will tell you very clearly over and over and over again that you can't hear from God. It's not true. It's not that hard. And God wants to speak to you. And the reason he wants to speak to you is because there's things he wants to talk about that you don't know to talk about. So when we come to God in prayer, we've got to build a discipline and get really good at expecting the smartest guy in the world to answer the questions that we have. But too many of us go to God in prayer and we do all the talking. And think about that. What if somebody was so smart? What if, I don't know, this is, this is like, what if LeBron James walks in the room and we just wanted to talk to him about a jump shot? Or like, I don't know, his jump shot's maybe not that good. So I don't know, like basketball or something. Or like, yay, sports. You know, I don't know. But what I'm saying is God is the smartest person ever and we go to him and pray and we just want to do all the talking. We got to learn to listen. We got to learn to seek like a child so we can sit down with our father and go, hey, daddy, what do you want to talk about today? So here's what we're going to do. Get your notebook back out. Get your pen back out. Get your phone back out. And we're going to take a couple of minutes and we're going to seek. We're going to seek what God has to say. One, about the questions that we've been asking. So here's what I want you to do. If some of the requests that you just wrote down, some of the things you're desperate to, to have God do for you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen over the next two minutes really quietly and see what God has to say about this. And God's not maybe going to say it to your ears. You're not going to hear out loud like, hey, that's not going to work that way or something like that. It's not going to be like that. We're just going to get this sense inside of you because the Holy Spirit, who is God, who's inside of you, is going to speak to you, and he's going to give you clarity on something that you've been seeking. So we're going to seek for a couple of minutes. And listen, if some of you just, if something crazy just pops out over the next couple of minutes, you're like, man, I was asking God about a girlfriend. He wanted to talk about tacos. Just write, listen, I know that sounds silly, but just write down tacos and just see where it goes. Maybe your dad wants to talk about tacos tonight. And maybe he'll let you know later why he wanted to talk about tacos. But that's part of what it means to come to God like children in prayer. And man, let's tell him all the things that we need. And then let's ask him what he wants to talk about. So take two minutes on every campus and let's sit quietly. And I want you to practice. I want us together to practice hearing from God, seeking out his thoughts, his ways, his wisdom on the things that we've been asking him for. So let's take two minutes and let's listen to God in prayer.
Okay, the last thing, and if God's still speaking to you, Josh, you can keep playing band. You guys can come up at every campus. We're gonna get ready to go back into worship here. If God's still speaking to you, just write stuff down, man. Let God talk to you. Let him give you advice. Let him give you wisdom. Let him lead you and guide you on some things. The last thing that we've gotta learn to do is we gotta learn to knock like a child. I learned to knock like a child. So here's what I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna read another passage of scripture that I didn't give you guys production, so don't freak out about this. Maybe I did. Okay. Um, so the other thing children do is they don't know when it is and isn't appropriate to knock on the door. I'll just leave it at that. All right. I like to go to the restroom in peace. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave it right there. All right. And so much so that I will go to a different part of the house every time just be by myself. I don't like it. I just like to be by myself when I go to the restroom. Specifically, number two. You know what I'm saying. I'm not going to have to get vulgar. You just know what I'm talking about. All right? I feel vulnerable when I do. It's just a thing. It's a thing that I'm working on. My son, every time, maybe you've seen this, you've heard this, like, my son doesn't know. He'll, like, stick his little fingers under the door and, like, wiggle them. And I'm like, hey, get out of here, man. You know? He's, you know, Daddy, what are you doing in there? I'm like, you know what I'm doing in here. Go somewhere else. Like, just, just leave me alone for like four minutes, please. He's persistent, man. Anybody with kids, you know this. Or you'll have kids one day, you'll know this. If you've got a little brother or sister, man, they just, they just knock, 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 knock. They just know this, man. They just they don't know how to give up. They don't care. I don't, they don't care that you're mad. They don't care. Just knock, knock, knock. They don't care. We got to build that into our prayer lives. Let me read you a story. Luke chapter 5, verse 8. Did you guys have this first? Did I give you this first? Wow, okay, great. So look at this. This is a story real fast, and then we're going to go into some worship. So Jesus says to them, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, he's talking about prayer now, friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because I got a friend of mine who came on a journey. He, I got a friend of mine who came into town, and I don't have anything for him to eat. And he's going to answer. The friend that you go knock on the door, they're going to answer, dude, don't bother me. The door's closed. My children are with me. We're asleep. I'm not getting up to give you nothing. Right? You know this. You go to a friend's house in the middle of the night, and you're like, Hey, I don't have any bread, and I got a friend came in town. You should give me some bread. Like, no, my kids are in bed. Quit knocking on the door. Like, just leave me alone. And then Jesus says this. I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him anything because he's his friend, but because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. That impudence means because of the fact that he won't stop knocking, somebody will get up. You'll get out of bed because you get mad at him, and you're like, man, I'll just take this bread and go home. And this is how Jesus talks about prayer. Jesus says, some of you need to become like children in your ability to show up to God's house and say, excuse me, I need some blank. Excuse me, God, I need a little bit of peace because I keep having anxiety and everybody's telling me it's never going to go away unless I keep upping my dose of medication. So God, I need some anxiety medic. I need you to give me some peace. Some of you, you need to, you need to learn to show up to God and be like, hey God, um, nobody in my family's ever gone to college and I just feel like I got this dream in my heart, so I need you to give me some endurance to do it. You know when you can stop praying and asking God for things? When he answers it. Until then, we've got to develop a spiritual, um, uh, I'd call it a gift, but it's just a characteristic. It's called faithfulness. You know what faithfulness is? I'm showing up. It's going to take endurance. This walk with Jesus that some of you are brand new in. This is beautiful. It's fun to watch. Everything's exciting. Some of you are maybe a decade in. Look, you've got to learn to come to God in prayer and knock, knock, knock. We need to be, let's be a ministry. Let's be a generation. Let's be a people group 
who have knuckles, spiritual knuckles that are bloodied from banging on the doors of heaven saying, God, I'm not leaving until you answer this prayer. Be 10 years into your walk with Jesus, still desperate for God to do something in your parents' marriage. Five years after they've been divorced and I'm still showing up. I'm serious about this. People get mad because God didn't answer their prayer that they prayed twice. I feel convicted about this. Oh, I prayed for it one time, and then I just bailed. Jesus is like, yeah, I'm probably not going to answer it on the first time. I might, but probably not. Well, why not? That'd be a lot easier. Well, yeah, but if I answered on the first time, you'd leave, and you'd forget about me. And what happens is when you show up every day, every week you come to Fuse, and you're like, God, I'm desperate for you to do something in my friend group because nobody will come to Fuse, but I'm going to keep praying for them. And then when they show up, and they're here, and they're like, man, this was cool. Why didn't you ask me to come to this earlier? And you go, hey, look at these knuckles, man. I've been on my knees asking for God, asking God to bring you to fuse for three years. Some of you need to be okay being desperate for God to do something for you and being desperate for a long time. We got to be people that don't give up. Hey, I'm okay looking stupid if God doesn't answer my question or answer my prayer, but I'm not okay giving up. You know how you can stand out? You know how you can make a difference in your school, in your family, in your people group? Show up. Don't give up. Don't give up on people. Don't give up on praying for things. I'm telling you, some of you in these formidable years of your life, what's going to happen is God's going to set a dream down in your belly for something that you're going to do when you're 30, 40, 50 years old. And you're going to be tempted to cash it in and give up so you can do something that everybody else is doing. Don't give up. Knock. God, when I was 14, I felt like you called me to, you know, to move away and go overseas and do mission work, but here I am at 20 and I got some bills to pay, so you know what? No, 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 not. Some of you have a deep desire in your heart to be a, a wife or a mom or a husband or a dad one day, and later down the road, you're gonna get to the point where God hadn't answered that prayer yet and you're gonna just feel like giving up and there's something wrong with me and it's not gonna work and God's gonna say, I don't know. I liked it better when you were desperate. So I'm asking you over the next few minutes, over the next few weeks, over the next few years of our lives, let's be okay showing up to God and knocking until he answers. Let's take Jesus at his word. That if we show up, it might just be that God answers our prayer because he gets, he gets annoyed with us. I don't think that's what Jesus was getting at, but I'm not saying it's not what he was getting at either. Jesus is saying, look, y'all, I know the Father. He and I are the same. We got the same thing going on. I'm telling you, if you'll bug him long enough, he'll answer your prayers. Come on, stand to your feet, every campus. Over these next few minutes, as we go into worship, here's what I want you to do. Typically, on every campus, we'll sing after we preach a little bit. Because it's good to respond to God in worship. But I don't just want you to go into the mode where you sing a song or you don't sing or you stand there and just kind of look. I want you in your heart and in your soul for the next few minutes to knock God's doors down asking for stuff. Look, some of the stuff that you wrote down earlier when I told you, hey, we're going to ask for things, stuff just started flowing out of you. You're like, man, I got a whole laundry list of things I need God to do for me. Let's knock the doors of heaven down for the next few minutes asking God to do it. On your campus, in your auditorium, if you need to find space and get on your knees or lay down on your face and just ask God, cry, weep, just be desperate for God to do something. Some of you have an addiction in your life that you can't break, and you need to be desperate asking God to come through for you. 
Some of you are so lonely and you just can't seem to make a friend and you need to get on your knees and beg God to send you a good community of people. Some of you don't have a mom or a dad and you keep making bad decision after bad decision and you need to be desperate for the next few minutes to ask God to send you a leader, send you a spiritual mom, send you a spiritual dad. Come on, God will answer our prayers. Do you believe that? You believe God will answer our prayers? Come on, let's, let's lift our voice to God in prayer and then we're gonna sing. Father, when we get weak, when we wanna give up, when we get tired of praying, when we get tired of asking, when we get tired of seeking your heart and your wisdom, when we get tired of being patient on your timeline and your ways, God, will you give us the endurance required to show up and just keep knocking? Will you give us the faith required to live not by what we're seeing, but by what we are convinced is true, that you are a good God who only gives good gifts to your children? Never once have you forgotten about us. Never once have you left us out of your thoughts. Never once have you made a mistake, and you're not starting now, and you're not starting with us. So God, give us the endurance to knock. Give us the endurance to be wild. Give us the endurance to not grow up and just assume that life's just supposed to be this way, but rather, let's help, help us keep our childlikeness that wants to show up and just knock. God, do this for us in Jesus' name. Amen.